Welcome back. I'm uh, out in my uh, beautiful studio here with the birds chirping and everything going on around us. So, um, springtime, here it is. It's beautiful outside. Today's topic, we're going to talk about mixed antidepressants and some other things that I, uh, I think are valuable. I have kind of a ritual when I get up in the morning. I'm going to share that with you. Three things I do when I start in the morning. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference. I mean, we all have our rituals. You pick your ritual up. I'll pick mine, but I want to help you with some things that I think have helped me over the years. Let's face it, you got to get up in the morning when you're in uh, undergrad, internship, med school, residency, and all sorts of stuff. I went, you know, six months without seeing the sun on my house at one time. I'll tell you about um, the uh, affective disorder you get seasonally. SAD is what they call it. And uh, I don't know if it exists, but depression does. And that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about today. And Kind of the review of what we've been talking about with antidepressants is let's start with MAOI inhibitors, monoamine oxidase inhibitors. These are kind of the original ones in the 50s to kind of give us a timeline. Uh, we started with this anti-tuberculoid drug and people got a little giddy on the drug and they felt good and Tuberculosis is a tough, tough course to go through, and people uh, at the turn of the century were traveling to my neck of the woods, where I grew up, up in the mountains of Colorado. Glenwood Springs, as a matter of fact, had a a sanitarium known to uh, some gunslingers, Doc Holliday in particular. In fact, his grave is up there, and it's fun to go walk up to it. If you can, it's kind of a tough walk, but up there you find cards, you find hats, uh, cowboy uh, memorabilia. It's, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's a real grave. I think it is. It overlooks Glenwood Springs. But the point of the matter is MAO and I inhibitors came along from uh, – this uh, drug that was supposed to treat tuberculosis, and we found out that, in fact, those that had tuberculosis getting this drug felt better, okay? Hence the uh, evolution to the discovery of an effect that is positive. Not all side effects are negative. And it was applied. Now, MAO inhibitors had a lot of baggage, we talked about that. You've got to really be careful with certain foods, uh, fermented foods, uh, wine, cheeses, and the like. Uh, please go back and review that podcast. The important thing about MAO&I inhibitors is they're still valuable and they're useful in clinical settings, but they've got to be monitored by a healthcare professional. Don't you go out and get... Uh, pain relief without understanding exactly what's going in you. And we talked a little bit about that too. So uh, I think Demerol is pretty much historical. Unfortunately, it's a really good drug. Uh, but that was our big risk drug. Uh, people got really uh, these uh, biochemical reactions that led to thermal genesis in the body. And, and they had a lot of problems mixing MAOI inhibitors with a certain meds, common, 
commonly used and sometimes not expected in um, clinicians that weren't uh, schooled or did not know that somebody was on an MAOI inhibitor. Well, there you go. So next step, tricyclic antidepressants, and then that means three try, and then the uh, the later development of Quadra uh, drugs, the four cyclic antidepressants. Uh, the tricyclic antidepressants are still used today. They're really good drugs. The MAOIs and the tricyclics may not be first line, but they're there. And in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and still, I use them today. They help with sleep, they help with muscle pain. And there's a very narrow therapeutic window for depression. But I got to tell you, in a general sense, if somebody's having a little trouble with sleep, they're a pretty good drug. And the side effects and baggage, of course, are there dry eyes, dry mouth, constipation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll go back and review that. And then the newer drugs the SSRI, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and the norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, the SNRIs, which have come along. Uh, They're on the timeline a little bit later. They're very beneficial drugs. Now, these drugs take a while to work. They can take a significant time to work, and some don't work. It's been uh, suggested that with MDD, it's called major depressive disorder. I call it mixed depressive disorder because usually anxiety, situational depression, other problems are so common. Uh, even postpartum depression that it's mixed. And yeah, maybe major, but these drugs are good first-line drugs, but they can take five weeks. So... To refresh our memory, the MAOI inhibitors, and then there's the amitriptylines and the like is a tricyclic uh, drug. Uh, The uh, uh, mipramine drugs came along, the SSRIs, talipram, which is Celexa, acetylpram, which is Lexapro, loxetine, which is Prozac, Paroxetine, which is Paxil, and Sertaline, which is Zoloft. Those came along, and they are very good drugs. Um, So um, we then um, moved on, and um, we developed these mixed drugs that affect serotonin, norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine, and it can be any one of a combination, <laughs> and it can affect the noradrenergic system, the serotonergic de- uh, depressive systems, uh, dopaminergic. The, the point is we're always in a desirous mode to develop incredible adjuncts that come on quickly that help more than 50 to 60 percent of the population for generalized population problem, and that's situational depression and anxiety. The SNRIs did a little better than the SSRIs, and the SNRIs um, are desvenlafaxine, that's prestique, duloxetine, love this drug, Cymbalta is its trade name. It's been labeled by the FDA for fibromyalgia, 
situational depression, anxiety, and um, a lot of people use it for headaches. It's a good drug, and I don't necessarily have a favorite, but it comes on fast. It's predictable, and I like it. Um, Venlafaxine, I started using that in the 90s because I noticed that people with pain, especially muscle pain, fibromyalgic-like symptoms, trouble with sleep and the like, did a little better on that one. That's affects her. And levomenlosipram. That's fetsima. Fetsima. I don't know. There's lots of different pr- pronunciations for that one. And then kind of these other drugs that you hear a lot about and are used a lot uh, that have a, a kind of a mixed effect. Remember, it's serotonin, norepinephrine, epinephrine, and dopamine. Remeron is a good example of that. Uh, Remeron works on the noradrenergic system. It's uh, specific uh, serotonergic. It blocks norepinephrine. The other name is mirtazapine. So Remeron's a good drug. A lot of people use it for sleep. Bupropion. That's Wellbutron. I love that drug. It's a very, very good drug. It helps a lot with anxiety. And uh, kind of a spinoff, uh, off-label, is it helps craving for cigarettes. It works on norepinephrine, dopamine, um, and it's uh, widely available. It's generic. And uh, its side effect profile is pretty reasonable. I like that drug. It's a good, good drug for a lot of people that have very high sensitivity to some of these antidepressants. Talk it over with your health care provider. Vertioxetine, okay. That one's going to be that one's going to be labeled as trintelic, okay. Trazodone, a very common drug. It's often used for sleep. Its other name is Desiree. Okay, so what are the side effects? Well, with all antidepressants and most every drug in the PDR, of course, headache, nausea, vomiting, sleepiness, or insomnia, <laughs> mania sometimes. Blood pressure changes either up or down. you got to follow that with the health care provider. Um, it can cause situational depression, anxiety. You can be allergic to it or have side effects that are often mistaken for allergy. And <clears throat> suicidality has been attributed to these drugs. And we've talked about that. I don't know what it is. Is it uh, from the situational depression, anxiety? Is it from the drug or is it one plus one equals three? I don't know. And many times uh, we have to really monitor the start of these drugs. Henceforth, do not get these drugs on the Internet. Go to a health care provider who has a responsibility to follow you from all standpoints of not only your vital signs but your response to the drug. Really, you got to know if you're sitting longer, taking less medicine, better restorative sleep, less anxiety, but just better mood. You can go longer, go to the grocery store, play with the grandchildren. Whatever it is, um, you're responding to these drugs, and it might be subtle.
might be very subtle. So keep an inventory for your health care provider. That is very important so they know what's up and you know what's up. You can get the health and history forms uh, at the website. Uh, you know, they're helpful. They're not complete and they're not the medical history that fits everybody. Not one shoe fits all. But it's a start, and it's got some of those things that are so important to make comments on regarding function and quality of life. Now, remember, five rules. <laughs> Pain, really anxiety and depression, as well as addiction, really, is a description. The reality is very different based on diagnosis. Number two. Number three. If you don't believe in it and you think it's entirely psychosomatic, you can't treat it. you gotta got to refer it out. If you don't do addiction, don't do it. Get it to somebody that can make a difference. It can be life-saving. Same with situational depression, anxiety, and pain. Four, got to know your drugs. Know thy drugs. Five classes, five deep. Learn it again. And, you know, from a compassionate standpoint, I want to get everybody better. I want to get them symptom-free or just uh, grin on their face like those uh, marketing photos. But realistic standpoint, I want to improve your function, your quality of life. All right, so um, these are the three ways that I start my day. And I've done this for years. I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. It helps me, so I'm going to share them with you. Okay, what helps to decrease anxiety, improve quality of life and function? Well, I get up in the morning and um, I do a lot of things. I'm aware. I, um, I'm grateful and thankful that I got up. It's important to be grateful and understand that you have a day in front of you. Okay, so one of my favorite sayings of all is Samuel Clements. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's Mark Twain. He said, if you're thinking about a day and you don't want to get out of bed and you got a terrible day ahead of you, I'm paraphrasing, <clears throat> go eat a frog. Make it a live frog. Make it <clears throat> one of the most unpleasant things you can do with that squishy, slimy thing. Because no matter what happens the rest of the day, the worst things already happen to you. So take that, put it in perspective. I try to improve my attitude, um, and I think, well, what can help me? Now, I've tried yoga. Yoga really works for people, and there's a lot of good science that says it will help you. But any stretching, uh, that's number two, any stretching. And, you know, people get up and they stretch and that sort of thing. But do something with your neck, then do something with your torso rotational do something with your lower extremities if you have to sit in a chair sit in a chair you know sit in a chair move your legs a little 30 seconds 45 seconds one minute well spent and when you're starting to get mindful and you're thinking you know this is a good day and you're progressing through your routine you come you become much more aware now, does uh, this type of approach do much? Well, I'll tell you what does. Uh, 
cognitive behavioral therapy, I'm going to use it as an example. You know, they um, use that a lot in Western medicine to help with uh, situational depression and anxiety. We also use um, some other brain awareness techniques and focus, guided imagery, being mindful with which is this awareness and acceptance. I didn't know what the name of it was. I've just always tried to be mindful in the morning. I didn't know it was called mindfulness. It's worth uh, taking a look at. And if you can, if you're so inclined, you really need to uh, acknowledge a higher power. That's not necessarily religious. Uh, I take this back to a lot of uh, the folks in the addiction world or in the anxiety and depression worlds. A higher power can be anything. It can be your enjoyment of a certain song that takes you to a better place. It can be a person. It can be uh, spiritually oriented, but it's a higher power for you. Be mindful of that every day and learn acceptance. This higher power can help you do that. We do know from the science of all this, especially through meditation, that it may take time, but it does seem to enhance synaptogenesis and neurogenesis in the brain. And that's the process of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, that incredibly boring stuff we talked about with the neuroscience. But that is a fundamental, and that is a foundation. To understand that understands that the proof through the functional MRI and uh, other methods that we have seen experimentally, the brain actually goes from kind of sick and unhealthy to healthier. Whatever technique you use, it can be yoga, it can be physical exercise, aerobically, it can be through strength training, either very light uh, or heavy strength training. It can be anything you choose that takes you through a guided and mindful approach to brain health and brain awareness and focus on the things that matter. It helps with to make you calm. It helps with observation, thoughtfulness. It helps with emotion, sleep. It helps you tolerate pain. It helps you tolerate anxiety. It helps you tolerate stresses and cravings that are so important with uh, depression, anxiety, and addiction. So it's all about emotion, right? There's uh, uh, emotion that is the cornerstone to improving your quality of life that has so much to do with actual brain activity and brain function. So I think we have a pretty good understanding of some of the antidepressants. And believe me, this is pretty quick. I mean, we have some newer ones coming out that uh, uh, just within the past year or two that I'll want to uh, expand on that's buprenorphine or, or bupropion, sorry, uh, the uh, uh, Wellbutrin drug, dextromethorphan, which works on the NMDA receptor. It's going to, I think, be called Zuranolone, Z U R A N O L O N E. And some of the newer uh, 
formulations of drugs that are coming out, uh, one uh, with ketamine, S-ketamine, psilocybin, which is uh, happy magic mushrooms. Big push on that one. I'm not sure I've fallen into the favor on that one. Allopregnolone. Well, during uh, pregnancy, uh, some of the hormones are affected, and a new drug is coming out that's a derivative of a steroid, of course, because uh, that has a lot to do with hormones. And it's coming out as a drug called brexanolone. Um, that may help postpartum depression. And it, it kind of wails on the uh, GABAaminobutyric acid A receptor, GABA-A receptor. There's two, GABA-A and GABA-B. Uh, GABA-A is kind of the one that uh, uh, benzos love, and B is the one that baclofen loves, which is a muscle relaxer. And <clears throat> all these drugs, of course, can cause the same side effects as all the rest of them. Where we've also noted when you push the doses, you get cardiovascular, echesthesia, that's kind of a jitteriness, uh, restlessness of your legs and that sort of thing. you got to move. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it, it's, you'll, you'll see these drugs in the literature uh, and on TV and on talk shows. And the advertisements uh, that are in between the Jeopardy uh, moments and wheel of fortune you'll see them coming in on nightly news etc you get the demographics there but some of these drugs are really coming um and uh the uh drugs that have great promise um especially some of them that are are coming uh down the pike or work pretty fast um uh and um, that's important. If you, we can get something that works faster than one to four weeks or a matter of days, preferably, we're winning. So this is why I love ketamine. Plus, I understand the science, and I've used it for years. So go back in some of the podcasts and look at the ketamine, the psilocybin, and I've done some other podcasts uh, on these drugs, and it's, it's worth taking a listen. Okay kind of rambled on here uh been out with the birds i've actually seen a bluebird (laughs) i love the bluebirds it's springtime so um leave a review for us etc i don't uh think you'll have any want for a lot of some of the old episodes uh for information it's there's a lot there uh go back and take a look at them and let me know if you uh, have suggestions or you want me to do something else. I'm, I read all the uh, uh, reviews and criticisms and attaboys I get, and I appreciate everything. So, all right, let's go get this, and uh, more to come, and I'll talk to you soon.